Hello, welcome to 21st Century Bonsai's podcast. My name is Sammy Zhu, your host. What is the most exciting event for you? If you are married, probably your wedding would be the most memorable and uh, amazing event that you ever had. Or if you are not married, probably um, high school graduation or college graduation would be the most memorable, meaningful uh, celebration that you had. So whatever that is, we want to have this type of celebration that we can always memorize and remember. But what about the ultimate celebration in heaven? Is there such thing in heaven? And if so, what would that be? So today, as we delve into Revelation chapter 19, verses 7 through 8 and 11 through 16, we're going to see two major events that the celebration will happen in heaven and we'll rejoice for that so let's look at today's text together let us rejoice and be glad and give the glory to him for the marriage of the lamb and his marriage of the lamb has come and his bride has made herself ready it was given to her to clothe herself in the fine linen bright and clean for the fine linen is the righteous acts of the saints and i saw heaven open opened and behold a white horse and he who sat on it is called faithful and true and in, in righteousness he judges and wages war his eyes are a flame of fire and on his her head are many diadems and he has a name written on him which no one no one knows except himself he is clothed with a robe dipped in blood and his name is called the word of god and the armies which are in heaven clothed in fine linen white and clean were following him on white horses from his mouth comes a sharp sword so that with it he may strike down the nations and he will rule them with a rod of iron and he treads the wine press of the fierce wrath of god the almighty and on his robe and on his thigh he has a name written king of kings and lord of lords amen from today's passage i want to draw two things two major celebrations the first one is wedding wedding in heaven and the second one is parade so let's look at one by one let's go back to today's first the passage verse 7 it says let us rejoice and be glad and give the glory to him for so this is the reason for the marriage or wedding of the lamb has come amen so the marriage of the lamb has come now who is the lamb the lamb is christ jesus jesus is the lamb of god and also there's the bride who is this bride the bride is the church ephesians chapter 5 verse uh, chapter 5 clearly tells us the mystery of the marriage between man and woman but that is depicting the marriage between christ and the church now, earthly marriage is institution that God has created, even from the beginning in the Genesis chapter 1 and 2, that we see the uh, Adam and Eve, they became one body, and that is the first marriage. But that itself is not the purpose, because the purpose, as we see in Ephesians chapter 5, it is to foreshadow the ultimate marriage between Christ and the church. It is to really show Christ's love for us and our devotion to Him, our respect for Him. Now, who is Jesus? Jesus is the Son of God, and He showed His ultimate love, unconditional love for us. While we are still sinners, Christ died for us, as Romans chapter 5, verse 8. So He showed the sacrificial love 
for us. Now, even in the earthly marriage, we see the sacrificial love, uh, love of husband and uh, wife, and they love each other and they become one body together. So that is really that itself is amazing, amazing bonding. And we don't see any of any type of uh, love relationship outside of the marriage like that. They become perfectly one body. But it is really to show that Jesus Christ, the Son of God, loves us so much. And likewise, we love Him. But He first loved us, as in 1 John chapter 4, so that we received His love and that we love Him together as our husband. Now, this wedding is happening. And also, this verse is talking about the bride. So let's look at, uh, let's go back to today's verse and see this bride. And his bride has made herself ready. So the question is, how can this bride be ready for this wedding? In verse nine, verse uh, 8, it says, It was given to her, clothe herself in fine linen. Now, what is this fine linen, bright and clean? It says, for the fine linen is the righteous acts of the saints. Amen. So the fine linen is the righteous acts. But let us look at this verse very carefully because it doesn't say the righteous acts prepared for the uh, the wedding, but it says the righteous acts, the fine linen was given to her, was given to the bride. So this is the passive tense. So what does it really mean? It means that this righteous acts was uh, acts were given to the bride. So these righteous acts are not coming from the bride, but righteous acts were given to the bride. What does that really mean? Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 and 9, it, talk, it talks about the grace of God. By grace, through faith, you are saved. It's not by your works, so that no one can boast. So in other words, none of our good works save us. No matter how good works you have done in the past, those works will not lead you to heaven. It is only by grace through faith in Christ Jesus. But in verse 10 of that same passage says, So that we are God's workmanship, God cre so God created us for the good works. What does that mean? The good works did not come before the salvation, but the good works come after the salvation. In other words, good works is not the requirement for salvation. But the good works is good works are the result of salvation. Because you are saved, because you are born again, you do good works. So that's what it means to be given. The, the fine linen, the righteous acts were given to the saints. In other words, by God's grace, they believe in Jesus, they are saved, and these good works are given to them so that they can do the good works, righteous acts, to prepare for the wedding. Jesus Christ loves us, and He is our ultimate husband and there will be an ultimate wedding in heaven and the bride us the church are going is going to prepare herself through the righteous acts on the earth in their daily lives so that they can uh, marry together you can marry together in heaven now some people say you know, you know, we had a good marriage life, but my wife or my husband uh, is no longer here. And uh, but in heaven, I'm going to meet with them again. Now, if your spouse were believers, yes, it is true that when you die, you're gonna see them again in heaven, and that will be the most joyful time because of a resurrection. We have a hope of this meeting together with the deceased loved ones. This is why we need to continue to share the gospel of Jesus Christ because if people do not believe in Jesus. 
then they will, ne will never see them again in heaven because they will suffer in hell forever. So this gives us the urgency to share the gospel so that we can meet with them, we, we can meet uh, the uh, loved ones. So there will be a great celebration to meet together. However, the bigger celebration, the ultimate wedding, is not just a man and woman uh, meeting together in heaven, but it is the meeting and marriage waiting between Christ and church. Because our earthly spouse, although we love them, but they did not die for our sin. Only Christ Jesus, He sacrificed Himself ultimately. He took our sins upon Him, and then He died the horrible, uh, the criminal sins, uh, criminal's death. He died in our place. He took our infirmities and perfections, and He took the consequences of our sins as well. On the cross, He died humbly and horribly on the cross. Yet in three days, He rose from the dead to give us eternal life, that He conquered the sin and death. He is a mighty warrior, that He is is a great fighter. He is the Lord of Lords and King of Kings, which we are going to see in a few minutes. So that this ultimate wedding is going to be the greatest joy ever that we will have. This will happen in heaven and our righteous acts will prepare us to uh, be married with Christ Jesus. Now, if you're a born-again Christian, then you will have this righteous acts in, in your daily lives. Although they may not be perfect, but God is going to do an amazing work in your life, in and through your life, so that you will see the righteous acts are coming out from you, coming through you. However, that is not just for the earth, but because, as we see into this passage, it is for the preparation for our wedding in heaven. It's all preparation. That Jesus also prepared, uh, said in John chapter 14, it's better for me to go to the Father. It's, it's not just that, that He is sending the Holy Spirit uh, to us so that He will, the Holy Spirit will live in us, but also Jesus is going to the Father to prepare our place in heaven. So Jesus prepares for our place, and we are preparing with our righteous acts to be married with Christ Jesus. So this is the greatest celebration in heaven, the wedding. But not just the wedding, but we'll also see another celebration, which is parade. So let's go back to today's passage again from verses 11 through 16. It says, And I saw heaven opened, and behold, a white horse. Now, white horse represents the victory. And he who sat on it is called the faithful and true, it does not say he was set on the white horse as a cruel or uh, wicked, but faithful and true. Who is this? And it says, in righteousness, he judges and wages war. In the world, we see judges, but the judges in the world are not perfect. So, so sometimes they judge, they judge with injustice, and um, sometimes the worldly rulers, they wage war based on their selfish motives selfish desire but this one in righteousness judges and wages war in verse 12 he says his eyes has a flame of fire on his head and many diadems and he has a name written on him which no one would ex no one uh, accept uh, no one understand no one knows except himself so this is a mysterious uh, being in verse 13 he is clothed with a rope dipped in blood and his name is called the word of god now we see who this person is this is christ jesus he is because in john chapter 1 it says he is the word of god in the beginning was the word the word was god word was with god with god and the word was god so this is jesus christ the verse 14 
and the armies which are in heaven clothed in fine linen we see this again white and clean this these are the bride of christ jesus they were following him on white horses wow so the bride of christ jesus the church uh, church of jesus they are not only going to uh, to participate in the wedding but also they're going to participate in this victorious march the parade verse 15 from his mouth comes a sharp sword now jesus is the word of god but this time the sword is coming out from his mouth why because so that it may strike down the nations now in john, john chapter 1 all things in John chapter 1 verse 3 all things came into being without him apart from the word of God there is nothing came into being in other words the word of God created the world Jesus created the world the word of God has the power to create but also in today's passage we see that the world the word of God the same God same word of God destroys the world as well destroys the nation so to the believers jesus the word of god is the life and the light but to those who reject jesus to those who do not believe in him to those who do not repent of their sins the word of god is going to be the sword to destroy them as the righteous judge so we have to be distinguishing this word of god the impact of the word of god now in the verse uh in the in the same verse it says he will rule them with a rod of iron and he threads with the the mind the wine press of the fierce of the fierce wrath of god jesus took the wrath of god on himself because of his love for us that's how he jesus died on the cross but this time when jesus comes back the second time he is going to destroy the world with the wrath of god for those who rebel against god so this is a, this will be a, a greatest time of judgment and in the final verse verse 16 on his robe and on his thigh he was he has a name written king of kings and lord of lords amen this is the name of christ jesus he is the king of kings and the lord of lords what a mighty name what a mighty god we have so this is the gigantic parade that we are going to participate in and we'll see the ultimate glory of christ jesus now first coming of jesus was very humble that jesus is born in the manger and he lived a very humble life that he was walking through the valley and desert and with his disciples and he did not much of a you know luxurious place to sleep and he died the humble death that he took on the cross and he died and he he uh, he obeyed to the point of death as in philippians chapter 2. so we see the humble servant jesus christ but the second second coming of jesus would be totally different it would be opposite it would be glorious most glorious one that he will come with the glory and power and then he will destroy the nations which were rebellious against jesus and he's going to rule over all the kings because he is the king of kings and lord of lords and nothing can stand against him because even the two beasts they were very powerful distracting a lot of mighty people and uh, they were performing a great miracles however in front of jesus there are nothing they will be thrown into hell with the de devil and satan so we see that this glorious return of christ jesus as the king of kings and lord of lords so we we see this two major events wedding and parade wedding and parade now what do you see in these two events i see love and power 
I see love in the wedding. Now, wedding is the pinnacle celebration of love. It is the covenant of love that I will love you forever. You love me forever. We live together forever. And in the earthly marriage, we even celebrate that uh, temporary co uh, the, uh, the covenant because we all die here. However, how much glorious and beautiful that would be when we see the covenant of love forever eternal covenant through this wedding in heaven that Jesus loves us so much that he takes us he is not sitting far away from us and he's sitting on the throne just watching watching over us that's not the case he is going to live with us forever because he is our husband and we are his bride and we will live together forever in heaven with love perfect love so this is the love ceremony but at the same time I see the power here because the parade shows it's a showcase the power of God. Yet Jesus is showing his greatest power that he is King of Kings and Lord of Lords. He rules all over the world and he is going to rule with us. So we have the mighty power of God, love and power, love and power. We see that everywhere in the Bible that cross is the love, but the empty tomb is the power. That Christ loves us and Christ is more is powerful. He is above all things so that we can see this uh, great combination, perfect combination of these two major elements of characteristics of God. The God is love and God is power. So that we can see all these uh, two major events with the glorious look. Now, so how should we live? Now, let's go back to today's passage in verse 7. It starts with this. Let us, there are three things that we need to do. First, let us rejoice. Second, let us be glad and let us give the glory to Him. Rejoice, glad, be glad, and give glory to Him because of these two major events. Yes, brothers and sisters, we must be rejoicing. We must be glad. We must give glory to, glory to the Lord Jesus Christ because these upcoming events are so glorious, more beautiful than we can even imagine, that we must expect these events this marriage wedding and parade so that our hearts must be filled with excitement but let us be honest yes it it talks about it but in our life we we go through lots of difficulties and pains and even if you are a christian you might you may be a christian for many years like 20 years or 25 and 30 years and you feel like your life is getting worse and worse each time and then you feel like the the god where is god god you feel god is so distant from you and God is not answering your prayers, and God is not really paying attention to you, to your pains or suffering. So you don't really have much of a joy in your life right now. Yes, I definitely understand that. We all experience that in some degree, and uh, some some of you might e even experience greater than the uh, normal uh, other people. However, whatever situation that we are going through, the Word of God is true. Yes, yes even in the book of Revelation, most of chunk of this book is um, is describing about how difficult uh, it would be, how difficult our future would be. The tribulation will be severe. It will be very painful. And uh, when you look at them, you might be scared. And uh, the you know, book of Revelation is ranked as the most scary book in the, in the whole Bible because it's catastrophic and probably you might want to stop while you're reading the book of Revelation. But I want to say read until chapter 22 because the whole chapter, whole book of Revelation is not about the tribulation, but it is about the glory of Christ 
to Jesus, the ultimate glory. So this is the book of hope. The revelation has the hope. Yes, it talks about difficulties, but after difficulties, there will be eternal glory. So brothers and sisters, we need to hold on to the truth because this wedding and parade are not wishful thinking. It is coming out from the truth. This is the foundational things that we must think retrospectively because of this glorious wedding and parade. Now we must live in this world at this moment with gladness and joy and giving glory to the Lord. Now, people who do not have this hope are looking for some type of hope in the world. Maybe they want to uh, look for a very f- expensive wedding or um, very, um, how to say, uh, fantastic parade so that they will, they will give glory to themselves or they will have a great party with alcohol and drugs after the uh, wedding ceremony. So they're looking for so those temporary things, but we need to know that they are temporary. They will not be there forever. But Christ and His wedding and victory, victorious parade will be there forever. So that we must turn our eyes from the world to the Lord because the Lord is the King of kings and Lord of lords. So when you pay attention to this wedding, when you pay attention to this victorious parade, even now we can have this hope. And because of the hope, we can have this joy and peace as we see in the Romans chapter 15 verse 13 so that let's be peaceful let's be joyful let's give glory to the Lord he deserves all the glory and honor because he prepares all these things for us as well so let's rejoice and let's be exciting excited about this upcoming events Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We praise you for this wonderful news for us. Father, please help us to open our eyes to see this wonderful and powerful uh, events that are coming up. So, Father, uh, let us have this uh, great expectation and joy. And uh, let us be glad and let us give glory to you because of this wedding and the victorious parade. We thank you. We praise you. In Jesus' holy name I pray. Amen.